I'm Catherine Bice, your host to Bowie, a Life in Deeper Water podcast. I live on the Outer Banks of North Carolina on what many call a 200-mile sandbar along the wildly native Atlantic coast. As a nonprofit professional, I had such a heart for bringing resources to underserved youth and artists, New York City, Los Angeles, but the ocean is now my daily muse. So why buoy? To bear my witness to a seaworthy faith, one witness of God's divine persuasion in our deep blue lives, I seek faith that rocks with resilience. Buoy is rocking on a small, sun-drenched platform, spending a few minutes to warm up with the sea lines and navigate a deeper perspective on how our faith is our witness. We all have to swim to it. If you are here to buoy your life in a way only God's swell provides, or your swim brought you to this open water but you're not sure why, we are on the same journey. Hey, thanks for jumping on buoy today. Welcome to Buoy, a Life in Deeper Water podcast, episode 61. I will continue to live alongside you, human, the power of bringing devotion to my witness. Hello, human. Anna was 84 when she met the baby Jesus. He was 40 days old. Joseph and Mary brought him to the temple for purification, to complete Mary's ritual purification after childbirth, and in obedience to the Torah, Leviticus 12, Exodus 13, 12-15, to perform the redemption of the firstborn son. And Anna was ready. She had spent 77 years worshiping at the temple as a devoted widow. Luke 2, 36-38 There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Anna knew Jesus when she met him. She had been devoted to God the Father, his Father, for all those decades, worshipping, fasting, praying, prophesying, Her devotion illuminated the life Joseph and Mary were living as parents of the Son of God. Her life of devotion affirmed their life and following God's will. A prophecy realized. I have a lot of experience with devotion. I've been passionately devoted to dancing so much so that I never wanted to leave the studio. Twelve-hour days, rehearsals, and beautiful, pain-defined moments with students that made us all bone-tired and hearts full with the joy of moving together. I have been passionate about being a student, staying close to inspiration and the power of discovered ideas to broaden my lens on the world around me. I've been passionately devoted to raising money for underserved populations to help donors discover the power of a philanthropic heart that would rather give than receive. A fully generous heart. I have been passionately devoted to being a source of inspiration to my children and my husband. 
But it is now that I ask the question that prompts a commanding level of spiritual growth. What does being devoted to Jesus mean? Again, we define it with earthly gain in mind. There is an entire industry built on daily devotionals, spiritual triggers, inspiration points, quick lessons to connect us to our God. 365 days, then again and again. Calendar upon calendar upon calendar. But how does the depth of my devotion impact my moment-by-moment witness? My ability to share who he is to someone. I read recently that one sign of a genuine believer is devotion to Christ. That to be devoted means to cling to Jesus and steadfastly persevere with him. Like our 84-year-old prophet, Anna came into the picture having lived in the B.C. world when Jesus was a prophecy. Not a baby, not a boy, not a man, not yet our Savior. And the B.C. world, say, going back to 1 Kings, was about the battle of being devoted to God or idols, God or many gods, God or pagan gods, or trying to do both. Even then, the author of Kings spoke of being devoted. 1 Kings eight sixty one. Let your heart therefore be wholly devoted to the Lord our God, to walk in his statutes and to keep his commandments, as at this day. In this context, according to Strong's, the word for devoted means this, complete, safe, peaceful, perfect, of keeping covenant relation, whole, full, at peace, of covenant of peace, and mind. Being safe in the BC world was no small thing. It was a world filled with physical battles and dominance, brutal wars, and a constant need to defend. While the definition of safe continues to evolve in our culture today, it is also escalating and becoming a frontline priority. We have our own battles to fight. But for me, the use of the words complete, whole, full, holds such power that being devoted impacts the condition of my heart, the capacity of my heart, that I have a fullness to how I live, a heart that is full and at peace, because my focus has surrendered to devotion to my Creator. Paul directs us to be devoted to prayer as he instructs the church in Colossae, Asia Minor. He's a practical man, never forgetting what it takes, what we need to hear to make it through each day. Colossians 4.2 Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. According to Strong's definitions in this context, devote means to adhere to one, be his adherent, to be devoted or constant to one, to be steadfastly attentive unto, to give unremitting care to a thing, to continue all the time in a place, to persevere and not to faint, to show oneself courageous for, to be in constant readiness for one, wait on constantly. Well, first I should say, I'm so pleased to consider the idea of not fainting, which is easier to do in this earthly life than we might first think. By this, I mean that I don't lose consciousness to my spiritual life and God moving through it. I fall in and out of spiritual consciousness all day, every day. But the Holy Spirit keeps me connected to my Savior and my Heavenly Father. 
Paul is literally telling us to devote ourselves to talking to God with a thankful spirit. Tell him all about it, all the time. Devotion is a God thing first. Yet in Romans, Paul references the definition we are accustomed to when thinking about devotion from one human to another. In Romans 12.10, Paul advises us to be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. This word usage describes the mutual love of parents and children and wives and husbands, loving affection prone to love, loving tenderly, and my favorite, chiefly of the reciprocal tenderness of parents and children. Reciprocal tenderness, that is something to lift us up in our earthly relationships, but how much more so when thinking about how God is devoted to each of us. All good and divine things begin with God toward us, back to him. Divine reciprocity. That's a city I want to live in. Paul was never at a loss for sharing the truth, even in the pagan Corinthian culture, a mix of Roman, Greek, and Oriental life. 1 Corinthians 7:35. This I say for your own benefit, not to put a restraint upon you, but to promote what is appropriate and to secure undistracted devotion to the Lord. In this context, devotion means to sit near, to attend assiduously, to be in attendance upon, not to quit one side, sitting constantly by, devoted. My dog does this very well, all the time, literally. I just had to say this for dog lovers who jump on the buoy. And for us, if I were to say to you that I will not quit being by your side, I will be sitting constantly by, how would your heart respond? That is the power of bringing devotion to my witness, that I will continually live alongside you, human, that I will continue to ask of those I do not know well how they are. How can I help? Do they know that Jesus died for them, that his devotion to their salvation is divine? I will continue to ask. I will remain devoted. I will sit near. I will not quit your side. I will sit constantly by. I will devote my witness to sharing the gospel of Jesus in my life with you. Sit with our prophet Anna. So sit with me here, human, in this season of our Savior's first days with us. Sit closer for the coming of his birth. His grace, my gratitude, see you on the buoy. Thanks for listening today. I encourage you to speak up, human. If Bowie brings value to you, take a moment to share it with someone. Write a quick review so we reach more seekers. Comment, ask questions. You can find me at katherinebuys.com and Bowie Catherine B on Instagram. Bowie is a Life in Deeper Water podcast.